The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Ugh, I'm not in the mood. Do we have to do this? Yes. Wait, are we recording? Okay, let's go. You're listening to The Alley Colbert Show. Welcome to the Allie Colbert Show. Thanks for listening. If you clicked on this by accident, thank you, you moron. (laughs) I'm here with Julian, and we're going to answer some Q&As, and then we can play a little song. The Q&As, the Q&As, the Q, the Q&On. She's in Q&On, but she's a cutie. (laughs) Hi, Allie. Uh, my name is Carson. I'm 30 years old and I, and I live in Denver, Colorado. I'm calling about because uh, I feel as though I have the most boring ass life imaginable. And I was wondering, what is your advice on how to spice up, how to make your life a little bit more interesting? Um, curious of what you think. Uh, love your content. You're great. You're so funny. And you definitely helped me get through quarantine. Thank you so much. All right, bye. So wait, what were you saying in response to that? Because the battery died and you you said something immediately that I thought was interesting. Well, my response off the bat was, unfortunately, Carson, I think that it might be a reflection on you. (laughs) I think that it's coming from you. If you're perceiving your life around you as boring, the only common denominator to everything is you. (laughs) So unfortunately, I think it's, it's you're boring. So let's start there. Do you really think that? Yes. I don't think he's a victim. I don't think every, everything around him is boring. How is everyone else in Denver? But not everyone, obviously. He's in Denver. He's living in Denver. That's for, that's what I would, first of all, you live in Denver. What's wrong with Denver? Denver's great. Yep. I'm curious what your definition of boring is, Julian. What is your definition? Um, of a boring person or a life being boring? What does it mean if your life is boring? If your life is boring, well, okay. I guess what my meaning to that would be is he feels unstimulated. Nothing is getting his energy going. He feels stuck. He feels uninspired. Things seem flat and mundane and people that he sees and interact with are blah and just nothing's doing it for him. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. I guess I agree. I would agree with that then. And so I don't think it's that everyone is boring. I don't think it's that every place is boring or uninteresting or every, you know, gathering he's going to or phone call he's having or hobby he's partaking in is boring. I think it's him. And this is not something I'm that sorry, he's stuck Carson. with. I'm <laughs> really sorry. You're not stuck with this forever, but it's just an opportunity to make some changes from within. Okay, so maybe that is part of what I was going to say, although I wasn't going to frame it like that, what I was what I was going to su- suggest was I was going to suggest taking risks and seeing what happens. Mm-hmm. Like? Well, I was thinking about the things that make my life not boring to me. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about how doing stand-up creates um, something in my life that feels dynamic. Right. Where there's new people and like a, a new experience putting yourself 
literally on stage in front right. of people and saying thoughts. There's something super not boring about that to me yeah. most of the times. I mean, I perf- I've had performances that I found to be boring. But just like subjecting yourself to something that feels challenging or something mm-hmm. um, like interfacing with new people, breaking routine is like yes. probably the first thing to do. And by the way, I didn't know Denver was such a gorgeous city. But when Max went there recently, it looked like amazing. Yeah, Denver's awesome. Have you you've never been? No, I've never been to Denver. Yeah, Denver's great. I've only been areas are isn't great. Denver, Denver, Colorado. I've only been to Boulder, Colorado. Okay. I've never been to Boulder. I've only been to Denver and Vail. I had horrible stomach sickness in Colorado because of the altitude. Yeah. It was like brutal. Yeah, me too. So I don't plan on ever going back. As it, it passes. You get used to it. No, I can't handle that because I know, of my colitis. I have ulcerative colitis. And when I was first diagnosed, <laughs> I'm not telling you, Julian. No, I know. I'm just, you just, you sound like, um, you know, like, what can you do? I have ulcerative colitis. I do have ulcerative colitis. And every time I go to a place where the altitude is more intense, I have stomach problems and I would rather just yeah. not go to those places. I mean, it's not like, oh, God, I'm like, fuck, I can't believe I'm going to miss out on Denver. Right. Yeah, it's not comfortable, but you acclimate. So that's another piece to it. Yeah. So anyway. what? So I think that that's very true. And and I'm sorry if my interpretation was harsh, but it was really also meant to be empowering because you can change that. No, I think it. I think that is a good interpretation. That's not. For me, when I feel like things are boring, it's usually because I'm being very judgmental judging everyone and judging everything and and deeming it boring or bad. So if you change your attitude and try to find any, you know, what is refreshing about this person, what is interesting about this person, what's funny about this person, that can start to make things that are… People? You want him to find boring people not boring? I don't blame him for that. (laughs) I don't blame him for that. I'm not concerned with people so much as his own experience. Right. I'm not going to be like… Listen, next time you talk to Rachel, really listen to what she's saying because she might be interesting. Now, Carson, you're probably right. She's probably fucking boring. Okay, well, you could find more people. Yeah, people, the other people are like the least of his worries. But even if he's like going to a party and he's finding every party boring, he's I've not been going there. to a party. It's a pandemic. Well, apparently. He's stuck inside in Denver. Yeah, that's fucking boring. That's fucking boring. All right, I hear you. I'm actually having like a bit of a, I think this idea of something being boring. And being stuck in this like monotony is actually a really big fear of mine because I'm feeling myself having like a visceral reaction to this. Mm. Just like that is like… I usually just spiral into a depression. Yeah, I feel myself doing that right now. (laughs) I literally feel myself doing that because there's something in my mind that's correlating being boring with living a life that's just thoroughly mediocre. Right. And I, I mean, I hate to say it. The first fucking thing my thoughts go to is parenthood. When you think of boring? Yeah, and I know you're like, oh my God, what could be less boring? Listen, Children. Ali, as a mother, there is nothing boring. She's not a mom. I just, parenthood. we made it, I was making a joke with her because she said that by accident one day. She's, really <laughs> She's not a mom. That feels though, the idea of being relegated to the role of yeah. parent and that loss of identity around everything except you just becoming mom. Well, that's a, that can't happen. Yeah, well, I mean, Becomes a big part of who you are. Julian and I just took a nap. And then when we woke up from the nap. <laughs> what time is it? It was like five o'clock. <laughs> Julian and I took a nap in the middle of our day. Because that's, you know, we don't know. Because we can. We don't have a nine to five schedule. Because we can. We don't have the same. I schedule. think it was indulgent and delightful. 
Okay, well, I'm just not. I'm not just. Try, I'm just not trying to portray myself like that to my listeners. But sure, it was indulgent. I enjoyed it. You're making it like it was like necessary. <laughs> <laughs> you had no choice but to nap at four. Scrub in for my next um, shift in the ER. Anyway, <laughs> we. I had to before I go to, go to the operating room. Night. Yeah. Anyway, we napped, and then when we got up from the nap, Julian went. Oh, this is literally the type of person I'm dating. She went. Oh, I wish I had a baby to breastfeed right now. <laughs> You saying that because it was fucking weird. I was only saying that because I was watching Ellie suckle on a on her thing. My dog because she took a nap too and she woke up and you said she needs to have her wake up suckle. So why does that make you want? I thought it was cute. So you want to breast? You she went. Oh, I wish I could breastfeed right now. Yeah, I think that would be like a really relaxing way for me and the baby to wake up. That you're so freaking me out. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. You're just freaking me out. You say things that are just not. This is what happens when you date a 27-year-old. How old are you? 35. Wow. Is that the first I, time? You've said yeah, it? it is. She just turned 35. That's the first time I've said that out loud. I'm 35. Wow, you're old. Not so what really. came to, just jumping subjects real quick. What's coming to mind is get a really exciting hobby. Like Brennan, my friend. <sighs> Even this sounds so depressing. No, me. but listen, let's change. But- this is it. Listen. Before you think hobby, depressing, boring, Brennan started doing paragliding as her hobby, which is the least boring thing ever. And you have to be so immersed in that to like not die. And for those of you that don't know what paragliding is, it's basically like- They know what paragliding is. Really? I feel like a lot of you, do you know what paragliding is? Yeah, you're that kite in the air. Yeah, you have like a big kite that's above you, like like a parachute, not a kite, (laughs) a parachute. And you- you basically just start catching the wind and then you're like flying and navigating and like riding the wind with your parachute. And it's just you and a parachute in the sky. Yeah, that's exciting. You know, what feels, I'm thinking about it. And I'm, think, I'm thinking about why that's not registering with me. Why? And yeah, it's exciting. I see what you're saying. But for me, I find that the only thing that really satisfies me in a way that makes my life meaningful and grounded is when I'm ambitioning towards something and I'm, I have a steady goal. Mm-hmm. So it's not just one day I'm going to go skydiving and my life's not boring. Mm-hmm. It's like, he's still going to be boring Carson skydiving in. <laughs> okay, okay. Back to my original point. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so, so I'm like- After he <laughs> comes down from that ride, he's, he's go, still stuck with he's, himself. He's still stuck with himself. And basically <gasps> what I'm saying is unless there's something- I'm realizing that, yeah, you're right. Unless there's something internal. It's not going to come from outside. That he's hungry for. And he says, this is what I want. And I guess the question then becomes, well, how do you find what you want? Also, I hate to say this. I, 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 and I know I'm going to get like shit for this, but this feels so fucked up to say. However, I feel, and this is a coping mechanism. This isn't real. My life is less boring when I'm dating, either actively dating or have a partner. When I'm totally single, I struggle with, I struggle, I think. Hmm. For, uh, for some reason, I'm more productive in my professional pursuits when I'm in relationships. Really? I'm the yeah. opposite. Really? Yeah. Well, maybe that's not, I mean, I just feel like I like hang out. I, I'm doing, I don't know, if I have someone, someone that is my partner, I can just like, I'm not focusing my energy on dating. I'm always looking to date. Yeah. Oh, I'm not. I'm even looking to date like now. I actually had a thought. I actually had a thought that I thought would really piss you off the other day. And I meant to tell you. And I'm glad that I'm telling you right now. 
a part of me believes that until, and tell me if you agree or disagree, a part of me believes that unless you're married, and I know we're dating, we're, we are exclusive, we're in an exclusive relationship, we have been for how long? Nine, 10 months. Okay, that's rounding up, but sure. We've been, we're, we are in. The- <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just going off what you said. I didn't do the math. What do you mean? I didn't say <laughs> Literally that. just, I didn't say we're that. calling you saying 10 months <laughs> the other day. <laughs> yeah, I was wrong though. Oh, okay. I thought to myself the other day when I was walking home, and I said, oh my God, I want to tell Julian this. She's going to go ballistic. <laughs> Unless you're married, you can be, you're basically not exclusive. Until you're married, you're still dating? No, until you're, until you really are locked down and have a ring on your finger. There's still potential out there. Un- unless you're like, and I don't mean ring on your finger like you're married. Like, like you're, o- it only has to be married. I mean, like, you could say like, this is my life partner and you have a ring on your finger. Whatever that conversation is that like, you guys are like committed to each other, like uh-huh. for your life. I mean, even then, do, can you ever really be fully in relationship without any room to just jump ship? No, that's prison. Right. So we're on the same page. We're open. (laughs) No matter how committed we are, we're still a little open. Right? We are, right? Open to evolve, to change. What does that mean? To change? I want to grow together. I want to grow in relationship. I want to meet the different versions of ourselves as we continue to grow and evolve. Sometimes that's not possible. And there's also space for that. So space to not be together. (laughs) All right. Here is another phone call. Ready? Hey, Allie, this is Selena. So I just need some basic advice dealing with the fact that people are just at a baseline just terrible. Like, I know it's a fact that, you know, no matter how many great people there are in the world, they're going to be terrible people and you can't change them. But just coping with the small things is so aggravating. I was on a hiking trail. I saw somebody literally just throwing away a granola bar wrapper on the trail like they had pockets i just i don't understand like i'm gonna i'll pick up the trash and throw it away but hello do you not realize like you're supposed to be loving nature and you're there throwing the wrapper on the ground like it makes no sense to me so how do i cope with that feeling when it comes up like it's obviously not running my life but you know it still pisses me off anyways thanks um also you're gay i Look, I'm just, I'm just so nervous. You're a gay icon in my eyes and Jennifer Aniston is missing out. Thanks, Allie. Wow. <laughs> she loves you. Okay, I'm ready to go. That was right so sweet. Right I appreciate that. Let me hear. Compassion. You got to find compassion. That's it. That's the answer. What a do you mean? The person that's throwing the trash, for example, is throwing the trash because of there's something that they're lacking, which is like their own connection with the earth or they're emotionally blocked or in some way. And they're just doing that as some sort of like subconscious action that they're just like putting out into the world. So you can start to find compassion in yourself or compassion for them. What are you doing? You're distracting me. I just remembered I had to take a photo asset because you were speaking so passionately. That's uh, interesting that that's where you went. Yeah, it's just that's the only way out of it. Honestly, it's right. You're not going to change everyone. Yeah, exactly. You're never it's that's an uphill battle that you'll never. Well, I was just going to say I was going to just say everyone sucks. Yeah, you're right on that. And you just have to just expect that and just tolerate it. (laughs) I was I was going to say you're right. Most people are idiots. Most people are littering and 
want to want to hold a gun just so they can have their kid lick it. Like, right. like people are like so out of it and horrible and just like constantly misfiring and fucking up and hurt. And it's just like, yeah, everyone sucks. You're right on the money, Selena. <laughs> just just stop getting upset. You can't keep getting upset because you know everyone sucks. So just yeah. falling into that same emotional trap every time is just like you're now you're insane. Like, mm-hmm. you know, people suck. Just like, I'm like, I'm not surprised by anything shitty that anyone does. People like people were carving like MAGA into a dolphin, like into the dolphin flesh. Do you remember that? That's disgusting. Yeah. Like people are, but people are, that doesn't surprise. None of this surprises me. Yeah. Like I'm right. not surprised at all. Like there is someone I guarantee you within a 10 mile radius right now, harboring a little girl in his basement. I'm not, that. I know that to be true. <laughs> I am that guy. But like, could you like think about how many people within a few blocks radius are kidnappers? You think so? Yeah. Like basically, Selena, like, wake <laughs> up, arm yourself. You're, you can't keep living life like this. So, Selena, go to a gun store, buy a gun, yeah, yeah. go home. You're like, you need to get more angry, actually. Stay, <laughs> Stay not, In fact, you're not angry enough yet. <laughs> <laughs> Selena, the next time you see one of these horrible people, <laughs> you cock it and pull it, cock it and pull it. I'm like radicalizing all my listeners. Dun, da, da. The QAnon cuties, the QAnon cuties. <laughs> Is there a baby's blood in the vaccine? <laughs> um, we just, we, we, we bring you guys in with the Q&As and then we slowly radicalize you. No. We slowly radicalize you on the podcast. Just every up next week, we're just like, is the world flat? <laughs> Selena, get angrier. I think that's really good what you said, though, finding the comp- compassion. I think that's true. There's really, it's very wise of you. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do one more, okay? Mm-hmm. Hey, Allie, it's your good pal. I'm just wondering whether you think my boss is kind of like shitting on me. He is a little bit older, like late 30s, early 40s, definitely giving off the young dad vibes. And, you know, I think he I think he is playing hard to get. Like, he sent me an email once with a picture of a dead body in a case we're working on. Uh, really no contact. So I'm wondering if he's, like, trying to get a rise out of me because it did freak me out, but I, I was intrigued. You know, he's, like, made me cry a few times. But, again, I'm really wondering if he's just, like, trying to get a rise out of me and, like, See if I'm intrigued back. Let me know what you think. Thanks. You know what I think, though? I think I know the girl who sent this in. She's like a super fan. I think she thinks this is funny. Oh. (laughs) Really? I think she thinks this is funny. Who? Because I think she messaged me being like, oh, I sent in something really funny. So I think she just thinks it's funny. Uh, But is she being serious? No, she's not being serious. I mean, she can't be, right? Did she say... She said he makes... He sent me an email of a dead body. He made me cry a few times. Yeah. I don't think she's being serious. I don't think so either. He sent me an email of a picture of a dead body. Is he trying to get a reaction out of me? Is he flirting with me? Who is this person again? I don't know. I think she's like talking to her shadow or something. No. Who is, did she say it in the beginning? Did I just like space She said, hey, Allie, it's your good pal. Right. Oh. But wait. Keep going. Anything in the beginning about the guy? Uh, he's a little bit older. That's no, it. No, she, you know what? It said, I think my boss is kind of hit, hitting on me. She's a little bit older. And then later in the paragraph, uh, later in the message, it says he. My 
boss is kind of like shitting on me. He's a little bit older, like yeah. late third, little bit older, like shitting on me. He's a little hey. bit. He? Yeah. Oh. I was like, did this girl? I was like, this, this is a mystery. Like, she became yeah. straight in this confession. No, this is like that show that we love. Search, uh, search party. What was that courtroom? Oh, 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 oh. I heard pancakes. Yeah, yeah the pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I'm going to do, let me do one more. <laughs> Ali. Oh, what's up? You know who it is. Question for you. Is it a red flag that your possible or, yes, your significant other will not tell you how many people he's been with? Is that a massive red flag? been over three years i asked him i've asked him so many times let me know okay i'll tell you what the red flag is dude the red flag is you for fucking harassing someone and asking for a number for the last three years the red flag is when you're dating someone for three years and every night you turn to them and you go how many how many already (laughs) that's a huge let it go what do you care you need to just let it go i've never asked anyone that I've never, how many? How many people have you slept with? Yeah. Have you ever asked? I would never ask you I, that. I don't know. Have I ever asked you that? Well, I think. How many people that, have you slept with? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. No, right. tell us if you want. No, I think you're right. That's like such a, that's like a kind of old school kind of question. Old school. It's like really, like, it's like a child's question. Yeah. It's like when you're in like college or something. Right. Yeah. That's, I don't think that's a question you ask when you're when you actually grow up. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think. Yeah, it's like I understand that feels like, that feels like <laughs> I understand that feels like a problem, but you'll have to become an adult. <laughs> the real problem is that you're a fucking child. OK, that's the real problem. <sighs> OK, let's just do one more. Hi, um, I just wanted to call because at the end of my uh, session yesterday, my therapist was like, here's my personal cell number. And remember, you can text me anytime if you're struggling and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. So I can tell she's like trying to take things to the next level. And I know like fucking your therapist is a very trendy and in thing to do right now, but I feel like I don't really want that with her. And I'm wondering if there's a way to like slow things down and kind of keep things professional in the way they are. Um, I'm just, I need some advice. Look, if you want her to see you not as a love interest, you just have to show her how much of a patient you are, okay? Get sicker. Start telling her about how you can't sleep at night because you shit yourself, how you're jerking off to photos of your mother, okay? She's not going to see you as a lover then. You need to show her just how ill you are so that she can check you in somewhere. Get sicker. The only way to get this woman... I'm not interested in you emotionally is if you show her how fucking incompetent and ill you are. <laughs> All right. Anything else? No, let's say no more. Ba-da-ba-ba. And you guys, thank you so much for calling in. And if you haven't called in yet, we want to hear from you. Call us at 1-800-RADIOHEAD. No, call us. It's so fun to hear from you. And I, I love talking to you guys. And subscribe, rate, review, share the podcast wherever you can. Thank you so much. See you next time. Bye. 